Welcome to Thrive Deeper, an ongoing conversation with Dr. Matthew Jacoby, author of the Thrive Bible Reading Guides, teaching pastor and leader of the Psalmist Band Sons of Korah. Join us as we go deeper into the Bible, discussing the passages as we read them together with Thrive. Now here's your host, DJ Payne. Hello and welcome to Thrive Deeper, the podcast. It's DJ Payne here, and this is a very special episode. I've got to say this right from the upfront, and I've never, I, I never thought we would be doing this in, in Thrive Deeper. This is a little bit of an adults-only episode. If you're used to listening to this with the kids or openly, you know, in the family room or anything like this, unless your children are of a certain age, you might not want to listen to this one openly. We're, we're going to get right into the the deep subjects that, that that are in the beginning of Proverbs about sex and sexuality and the struggle around that. Now, if that's something that, you know, might trigger you or might not be appropriate for little ears, be mindful of that as we get into this week's episode. But I think this is an important one. Men, I'm looking at you. I think this is a real important one that God wants you to listen to. So after the break, we get into it in the book of Proverbs on Thrive Deeper. win on that one. So Matt, as we're actually recording this episode now, mm. uh, this is this is so typical of the two of us. Yeah. It is Valentine's Day night yeah. as we record. We're, yeah. we're, we're doing a late night session. We're having a romantic... <laughs> a, uh, a bromantic... <laughs> a bromantic session. We've left our wives at home, our good That's wives right. at home. It's Valentine's Day. We are here recording a podcast... Yeah. What did you do? Come, come well, on, you. Well, I, well, it's partly because, well, at the moment my dad's uh, staying and I wanted, we normally, you know, we record Fridays and I I wanted to spend the day with my dad, so hence uh, well, here we are okay. late at night. Um, but yes, it is. Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> now, I know you're a hopeless romantic, not, but uh, you know, what, what, tell me, tell me, and let's impress all of the lady listeners, what did you do for your wonderful wife today? Uh, well, when she, when she said to me this morning, you know, it's Valentine's Day, I said, oh, is it? And is that all you did? That's, that's pretty much no, it. Well, I, you know, I said, told her that I loved her and, and you know, did <laughs> gave her a hug. Oh, boy, our long-suffering wives. I know, our long-suffering wives. Our long-suffering yeah. wives, God bless them. far too much for granted. Well, in light of that, in light of talking about our wives and these yeah. amazing women of wisdom that we have both right. got in our lives, yeah. that God has given us, yeah. let's let's move into the book of Proverbs. Last week, we had a look at a bit of a big-picture introduction and sort of got a bit personal in, in, into the themes of wisdom and how it, how it sort of fleshes out in the Bible. Looking at the you know the, the the fear of the Lord is the beginning of beginning of wisdom, mm. and that that's a theme that's going to run throughout the whole book of Proverbs. And there's so many different ways we could go through the book, and we could pull it apart verse yeah. by verse, word by word, anyway, like that. But there are a lot of major topics yeah, and themes yeah. about life yeah. through the book of Proverbs. There are, and and at each point, you know, certain themes seem to come to the fore. You know, so there's themes like work and relationships, oh, conflict, move. money, sexuality, all, all of these sorts drinking, of things. Drinking, yeah. uh, leisure time, yeah. everything, you know, everything. Yeah. Which actually, like, I think it's uh, a good opportunity for us to actually talk about some of those topics because 
um, what Proverbs wants to offer us is God's wisdom on these aspects of real, real life. So mm. that's great. Well, let's talk about some of those issues and let's do what Solomon did. Uh, which is draw wisdom from wherever he found it. We, as we, in, in the last episode, we talked about how Solomon, drew, like we have this collection called the sayings of the wise. And so we see that Solomon draws wisdom from all over the place and uh, on, in thinking about different aspects uh, of life. And mm. I'm a, I mean, I, I'm a real collector in, in, in a similar sense. I love reading, you know, and, and I, um, and everything that I read, I actually read uh, digital books. Mm. Uh, I read everything on Kindle mm. or um, Logos Bible uh, program that I use, uh, either on one of those two platforms generally, and and so that I can actually cut paste, cut paste, cut paste. Because I, I, and I have, I have these, you know, OneNote, the program OneNote, Microsoft mm. if you're a Microsoft user, which allows you to store all your notes. I have got so many OneNote files of books that I have read and taken notes and um, and so you know stuff collected from all over the uh, all over the place but one of the actually what proverbs has have prompted me in the last couple of weeks partly because at church we're going to we're going to take a topical approach to the book okay. of proverbs yep. and so we're going to focus on the topics that proverbs proverbs focuses on at mm. different points and so I got thinking about the issue of sex and sexuality because this is the initial theme really that comes up Big time. in those first nine chapters. So as we talked about last week, you have uh, Proverbs, uh, sorry, wisdom personified as this young woman who, who calls out and uh, who has this very legitimate allure and and. Uh, and the, uh, and Solomon says to his son, get wisdom that cost you all that you have. Get wisdom, you know. Mm -hmm. And she calls out, you know, and she's desirable above all things. But then on the other hand, he contrasts this with the, uh, with the adulterous woman or the prostitute mm. or however, there, there are lots of different ways in which we can see that because, of course, there was also ritual prost prostitution. Mm. Mm. which was very common in Old Testament times, the high places where there would be an Asherah pole. You'd also have cult prostitutes uh, that were there. And so this was a, uh, you know, real uh, part of life. And and so Solomon, as he's speaking, personifying wisdom as this young woman that's crying out, uh, that is desirable above all, he contrasts that to the adulterous woman or the prostitute who also cries out and calls to us and has this allure who will also cost everything that we have, mm. um, but who ruins our lives. Mm. On the one woman, wisdom, gives life. Mm. The, uh, the, the other woman, who I think um, in that context can stand for vice, sin, temptation generally, but uh, I think we can take that quite literally as well, mm. uh, is is one who ruins lives. And it got me thinking uh, about this issue in our in our day and age and the way that um, we experience this issue now. And uh, I think actually the biggest undermining factor, I mean, if I, you know, I'm thinking as I read these words and, and of Solomon saying, my son, and warning uh the sons of Israel, as it were, ag against sexual temptation. I yeah. couldn't but uh, help to think about what I believe is is the biggest issue that is undermining men and masculinity in our day, and that yeah. is the issue of pornography. Because I I think uh, I think that this uh, issue is 
really one of the most it's not only one of the most serious that we face in terms of sexuality, in terms of an issue that undermines particularly men, increasingly women as well. Yes. So it's, this is not just uh, uh, about men anymore, and it certainly affects women I- indirectly. Mm. Um, but it is actually something in its present form, this pros- problem of pornography, and it's pr- is quite a current issue because of the accessibility that we have to it since the advent of the internet and particularly since the adver- advent of tablets and smartphones. And, yeah. it, you know, it's like one click, one mm. click away. Mm. And also partly, you know, I mean, I've been interested to see the absolute flourish of literature and, you know, there's documentaries on TV about this and um, because more and more men are coming out. I mean, there, there, are, there are forums um that um, uh, like online forums that are drawing millions of men from all over the world, and I'm not talking mm. about Christian men, just mm. men all over the world, who have discovered that this is ruining their lives. Mm. That just like the adulterous woman or the, the prostitute exactly. that Solomon talks about, um, where uh, where he says she will also cost all that you have, and but she's going to destroy your life. I mean, the lives of men all over the world are being destroyed, and this is being uh, acknowledged on these, uh, on these forums. Yeah. And, and there, there are a number uh, of reasons why, but one of the most, um, uh, you know, I mean, one of the most interesting aspects about this whole discussion is the way that it's now being acknowledged that this is an addiction. Mm now being broadly acknowledged that actually the way that pornography affects the brain um, is pretty much the same as heroin or mm. cocaine mm. Uh, affect the brain. Um, there's, a, there's a proverb in, um, uh, in Proverbs 6, yeah. uh, 27, says these words, Can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned? Can a man walk on hot coals without his feet being scorched? Mm. And uh, looking at pornography, or as one, uh, I I heard an interview um, on a podcast uh, the other day where a psychologist prefers to use the term participating in pornography because he's basically saying that's basically what yes. uh, what guys do. It's not just looking at. There's an actual sense of imaginary participation in it yeah. that um, sort of activates these parts uh, of the brain. I'll, I'll, I'll if I if you yeah, if yeah, I yeah, can I'm going to read to you um, something uh, because I think look you know a lot of guys just think um, oh look it's in private no harm done. Mm. Um, well, actually, massive harm is being done. In mm. fact, the same kind of harm is being done when, when, when you click on that website. It's exactly the same as as if you would uh, uh, inject yeah. heroin in, yep. into your veins. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's the same kind of damage is actually being done. So you need to think: Would I do that? I mean, yeah. uh, you know, and not not just the drug analogy, but your your would you pursue? that type of woman in real life would you pursue an activity with with a woman like that yeah that's right you know would you pursue you know and again not trying to be judgmental yeah, to yeah. a woman but would you pursue a relationship like that would yeah. you want you know like yeah. it's not just an like you say it's not just a private act in your own yeah. thing you're rewiring yourself you're yeah. reprogramming yeah. yourself so um 
there's a, a book called the, the Porn Myth, which I, you know, which I recommend. I th- uh, Matt Frad, I think uh, the author's name is. Uh, I didn't make a note of the author, but I'm pretty sure that's his name. Uh, he, he he sort of sums up some of this research. Look, there's actually a lot of books uh, available uh, about this, and, and also there's a great website called Fight the New Drug that has really good resources, fightthenewdrug.org mm-hmm. uh, or something. But just do do a search on Fight the New Drug. We'll have the links up it's in got, the show notes. That's right. It's got information for, you know, concerned partners. It's got stuff there for guys. It's got testimony. It's got information from doctors. It's got yeah. all of the, you know, research. It's got these great little videos. Um, yeah. And anyway, in this book, uh, the, the porn myth, Matt Frad, talks about how it affects our brains and particularly our dopamine levels in in our brain, in the chemistry of our brain. And and he says this, he says, dopamine helps to lay down memories in the brain so that the next time a man or woman is in the mood, the brain remembers where to return to experience sexual pleasure, whether that is a lover or the laptop in the den. But scientists are now seeing that continued exposure to porn gives the brain an unnatural high beyond what it's wired to handle. And the brain eventually fatigues Uh, Anatomy and physiology instructor Gary Wilson notes that um, drug abuse causes the same phenomena. The brain becomes desensitized. More and more of the drug or harder drugs are needed to get the same high. And the downward spiral of addiction begins. Uh, Wilson says that chemical overstimulation brings about significant changes in the brain, both for drug abusers and for porn abusers. And it's actually the same kind of... um, uh, the same kind of change. So he says here, one of those changes is the erosion of the frontal cortex, that all-important centre of executive control. Mm. Um, neurosurgeon Donald Hilton explains that scientists, what scientists are seeing in their research. A study on cocaine addiction published in 2002 showed shrinkage in several areas of the brain, particularly in the frontal control areas among cocaine users. Um, a similar study from 2004 showed very similar results for m- um, metamphetamine addicts. Now, you know, we expect that mm. with drugs, uh, but interestingly, a study published in 2007 discovered exactly the kind of brain damage in persons uh, who have severe sex, uh, pornography addiction. Yeah. So, um, so in this case, um, <clears throat> he goes on to say uh, here, if the frontal lobes of the brain are weakened, when the craving for porn hits, there is very little willpower to regulate the desire because it's like our – you end up with what psychologists call um, impulse control disorder. That's mm-hmm. it, impulse control disorder. Because actually the parts of the brain that control impulses are weakened by these drugs that we're using, whether it's cocaine, benamphetamines, or pornography. Yeah. These parts of our brains are actually weakened by that. So – he says here, if the frontal lobes of the brain are weakened when the craving for porn hits, there is very little willpower present to regulate the desire. Neuroscientists call this problem hyperfrontality, in which the person slowly loses impulse control and mastery of his passions. Uh, Frad goes on to say, the point is this, the region in the brain that when mature is the mark of adulthood is the very thing that is eroded as people view pornography. Mm. It's as if viewing porn makes the brain revert to become more childish. Uh, Adult entertainment, ironically, is actually making people more juvenile. Um, So uh, we have to think of it like a drug. This is is where this conversation 
needs to go. And you, and you've you have uh, summed up very well Solomon's attitude. Yeah. About it when he talks about the adulterer. Yeah. You know the adulterous woman, whether that's an actual woman yeah, or yeah. like you say, it's a picture of vice. He talks about her in terms like her lips are dripping honey. Yeah. It's smooth like oil. Yeah. You know, she'll bring you in and addict you to this thing. <clears throat> but, right. in the, you know, like there's a warning. And, so he talks he about it, it like way. a trap that you yeah. get stuck in yeah. as well. And and I think, you know, this is where, where, I, where I, in thinking about, well, how does this, because it, it would be easy to read what Solomon says and says and think, well, I, you know, I, I'm not doing that. Yes. I'm just in the privacy of my of my own uh, home I, I i'm actually just doing this but here's here's the problem is that it not only are we destroying ourselves mm. and essentially becoming drug addicts but what what the effect that porn and this is actually one of the um where uh the damage has happened in the lives of men because what is actually being discovered now is that uh is that Enormous numbers of young men, and I'm talking like 18, 19 year olds, are reporting uh, um, like sexual dysfunctionality, like yeah. actually unable actually to mm. perform sexually mm. because they're so addicted to this drug, they actually don't respond to anything else. And he, I mean, Fred talks about how there's this drug cycle where you need something harder and harder mm. and you need to go more and more extreme. Mm. And interestingly, on the, the website, uh, fight the new drug. They point out that, and, and there was also a documentary recently on on SBS, where it was pointed out that most most of the searches that were done on major porn websites mm. involve some form of violence and domination in the sexual mm. act. Mm. So this is becoming like this is where this this is going, and it's been uh, it's been linked with with increasing levels of sexual violence as mm. well. There's a direct link. Research has confirmed yes. that. So actually, um, you know, for guys where you've got 18 and 9-year-olds actually reporting impotence, mm. I mean, not only that, but the way that it it is more and more now destroying marriages. Yes. Uh, it's just, just, I mean, it destroys sexual relationships, but destroying marriages. It, it makes it actually another recorded bit of uh, research has directly linked, um, you know, the um, unwillingness of men to commit or even the inability of men to commit yes. to long-term relationships is, again, being directly linked. And it's funny, and again, not to, I mean, we're getting a little bit away, not in one sense from the text here, but you have that fighting on one side, this this mm. horrible, horrible, you know, path to destruction, yep. to bring up the words of Solomon, yep. you know, looks fantastic and then you slide away into yep. death. And then on the other side of our culture that we live in, yeah. in the West, we have this modern media saying, this is, it's just what everybody does. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's very, in fact, who are, who are you to, to yeah. talk badly of a sex worker? Yeah. Who are you to say that this person doesn't have a choice? Yeah. And you're having these conflicted interests of what, you know, morality is just lost in here. And I think that's where, we sort of come back to proverbs to go. Hang on, there is a, there is a bottom line here. There is yeah, a, that's there, right. is, there is a truth. Because of course, this is what everyone was saying back when Playboy started and all the controversy over the early rise of uh, of pornography. It was seen as liberated and and yes. and kind of modern, and this is the modern world, and and it was 
kind of celebrate it. And don't get me wrong, there still are people that are defending, oh, there's plenty of people out there defending pornography. Yeah. But there is an increasing, like an absolute chorus of voices. And I'm not talking about from the church. No. In the secular world that is pointing out, and this is research-based now, yes. that this is a drug that is destroying the lives of men. Yeah. And um, these uh, forums, uh, online forums that, uh, where, where men are gathering together, literally are drawing millions of men from all over the all yep. over the world. So, um, so this is the new, this is the new kind of incarnation of the problem. I think that Solomon yep. is is talking about, and you know, I think we need to rediscover the wisdom that Solomon is imparting us exactly. uh, to us here. Well, you've you've painted a great great. Um, modern picture mm. uh, as we stand in 2019, you know, in this part of the, you know, the decade of what it's all about. We've got, we, so we've, we've painted the picture there. We've, we're, we're having a look at these, you know, first few chapters of Solomon. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get into Proverbs, get into the words here and see how that applies mm. to what you've talked about. Okay, we've, uh, we're in the first few chapters of Solomon, and the theme that, that is coming out to us is sexuality, yep. relationship, especially in light of Solomon, who knew what he was talking about, mm. being married to... He did, actually. He did know what he was talking about. <laughs> married to yeah. 300 women, mm. plus, plus, plus. Yeah. Uh, he's talking to his sons, yeah. you know, type of thing, whether they are his literal sons or, you know, the men of Israel, yeah. people coming after us, us today, however you want to read it. It's a male, you know, there is a male voice here mm. as he's talking about women yeah. in contrast of the, the, yeah. the, the, the wisdom, the female presentation yeah. of wisdom. And then the adulteress. Yeah. Now, Matt, you've you've done a great job of talking about the modern problem. In case, as we always like to do, to say, "Oh, look at those poor guys back then in that yeah, you yeah. know primitive times." Yeah, yeah. That doesn't apply to me, twenty yeah, yeah. first century man. How mm. how? No, no, we've got it worse now than probably ever before. Yeah. What do we do? How do we how do we apply? Mm. You know, where do we go here in, yeah. in, in the word? How do we apply what 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 Solomon is saying yeah. into our modern life? Well, I think I think what Solomon is doing is in those first chapters is presenting uh, a contrast. There are two voices calling out to us, and you avoid the one voice by heeding the other. Mm. Now that goes both ways. So you avoid the voice of wisdom by heeding the voice of temptation, but also you you avoid the voice of temptation by heeding the voice of wisdom. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's a key here in these uh, in these early chapters. And now, of course, you know Solomon was concerned, like the Old Testament law, was concerned with the damage that um, that sexual sin does to families. It's not just about oh, this is just between me and 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 if it doesn't 
hurting, if it's not hurting anybody, yeah, yeah. if in the, in the safety of your own bedroom, who cares what anybody it's, does? It's, it always, you know, if it, 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 it does immense damage because mm-hmm. our sexuality is part, and of not who not we just are. and not just to the immediate couple or the immediate yeah. family, but to the greater community, to the greater community, which right. is which is the ongoing yeah. theme here. So you know, I mean, he and obviously, I mean, he's dealing with adultery and prostitution, and you know, Solomon, a part of that is is the concern for what that does to the community, particularly in a tribal, you know, society that's going to do enormous damage, but no less today. And this is the thing with pornography is that people think because it's a private thing, therefore it's not going to affect anyone. Well, I've just mentioned before that it we do immense damage to ourselves or relationships yeah. the way and, that we and see in all women. Of, in, in all of that, Matt, um, we, we haven't even talked at all. This is a whole – we could spend episodes on this. Yeah. The the actual damage it is doing to real life people today, to the women yeah, yeah. in the videos, to the yeah. industry yeah, right. around yeah. it, it is it is the most corrupt, wicked, yeah. evil industry doing real damage to yeah. real people today. Yeah, that's we're right. not we're not even getting into that. We're just talking yeah. about application to yeah, right. to us right now. So, um, you know, I think uh, I don't think um, temptation can't be avoided in a vacuum. You know, it's like I, I it, it, you know. Uh, and uh, dysfunctional desire needs to be replaced by the right kind of desire. I mean, we're made desiring. Desiring creatures are what we are. Mm. Okay, so you can't just take away a desire. Den- you can't just deny or repress a desire. Mm. It has to be re- re-focused. And so the key is actually refocusing desire. Now, part of understanding the information about. Uh, about pornography, and part of the reason why I went through all of that information before is because, like Solomon, this is wisdom from drawing this from all the different directions. Uh, this is wisdom crying out, saying, "This is what's this. This is what this is going to do to you." Now, there's lots mm. of amazing wisdom out there about uh, the uh, the damage that uh, that pornography is doing in the lives of uh, in the lives of people, yeah. not just men but women also. Um. But to overcome that, we need to tune ourselves into, uh, uh, I guess, to attune our desires to a different kind of life. You can't mm-hmm. just leave an old life behind. To leave mm-hmm. an old life behind, you have to actually step into a new kind of life. So, uh, so if you want to, if if you're feeling, you know, really ashamed and hopeless, and well, actually. What we have the opportunity in Jesus Christ to do is actually step out of that guilt uh, to find forgiveness, to find a new beginning, and to step into a different kind of life and uh, a life where we actually seek God and seek God's spirit and seek God's wisdom to be filled with God's spirit, to be filled with God's wisdom. And that's there's actually something that we can do about that. I mean, you know, we, we can read and reflect on scripture, we can, you know, spend time with God, we can attune our hearts to good things and yep. to, um, you know, as Paul says, set your minds on things that are worthy and good and beautiful. And and as we as we do that, we, we develop a taste for, uh, for purity and righteousness and wisdom and these desirable things. And we strengthen ourselves uh, against, um, uh, against, these things that are going to do us damage. I mean, yeah. it's interesting. One psychologist that I heard an interview with, his one of and his, his advice was so simple. But he talks about you know, if if you want to avoid these things, you need to focus on your general well being. Mm. You need know, your state of 
spiritual and mental and physical health. Because if you are spiritually and mentally and physically strong, uh, you know, we talked about just being physically disciplined, uh, mentally, uh, you know, like stress can lead to, uh, mm. you know, p- pornography use. Um, if you are spiritually focused and and you are in touch with the joy of God, and and then all of these things actually strengthen us so that we can uh, stand against uh, temptation when it arises. So um, th- there's actually something positive that we can do, uh, and and this is the picture that is that I think we're given in Proverbs, and that is very much the answer. It is we can avoid one voice by heeding to the other voice. Yes. It's all about what we what we tune into. So if you're going to click on something uh, on online, I mean, I, I recommend putting boundaries, you know, against there are some practical things that we can do in terms of putting boundaries around. But look, if you're going to click on something, go to one of these websites, fight the new drug, watch that video and just remind yourself that instead, you know, if I click on this, literally like I'm injecting a drug into my veins. Now, would you yeah. inject that drug into your yeah. vein? No, but uh, the essentially doing exactly the same thing. So it's that, it's like make a, make a, if you feel like you're going to make a negative choice, uh, don't just, don't just try to repress that desire, set your desire on something else. Mm. Uh Go for wisdom. Mm, mm. Uh, you know, pray, ask God to help you. You know, th- this is the uh, yeah. This uh, this I think is is where Proverbs presents these two voices and where this is so practical. And the other principle in Proverbs that I really uh, in in line of this reading it again that I really came out came out very strongly to me, and I think it's is I think it's in large part to you banging on about community over and over yeah, and over yeah. and over again is. What Solomon is doing, this is getting a little bit meta, yeah. but Solomon is is speaking out loud and writing and having a dialogue with the sons. Yeah. And he even says, I remember my dad yeah. talking to me. Yeah. And, he, and he's bringing up conversations yeah. around <clears throat> yeah. sexuality, yeah. sorry, around women, yeah. around these different points. Yeah. And- it's that idea of community and discourse yeah. and being open yeah. and men talking to men, older men talking to younger men yeah. and saying, we can get through this yeah. together. Yeah. Let me remind you, yeah. remember this. Yeah. Don't let my words, you know, and he, yeah. it's that constant affirmation. Yeah, that's right. Re- and and Because you can't do it by yourself. That's right. Exactly, yeah. We're not meant yeah. to do it by ourselves. Absolutely. And in fact, one of the best things... Uh, to do, and this is where the where all of these big online forums, I think, have been uh, such a big part of uh, men men's journey to recovery, is that it's really important to come out and actually talk to someone mm-hmm. about that. Uh, you know, it doesn't need to be a pastor or a counselor, even just uh, a trusted confidant, mm-hmm. and just talk about it. Just get it out there, get it out of the darkness, because if you bring something out into the light. It's then you can actually see it more objectively and look at it in the face, mm. and there's an element of accountability in that as well. So I think mm. that's that's uh, a really good thing to do. I, I would love to see this conversation open open up much more honestly, particularly uh, in Christian circles, uh, because I think it is a big problem. I think it's a problem that inevitably uh, a lot of Christian men are going to be struggling with. I think it's keeping a lot of good men not, down. Not 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 inevitably will will they will be struggling. 
they are struggling yeah, yeah, right, right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, they are struggling right now. And and if you're going through this right now, I mean, we're going to have some links in the show notes of this. If you head over to Thrive Today, Thrive Today, not net, not yeah. If you head over to thrivetoday.net.au, yeah. you look up episode 37, look up what we're talking about in Proverbs, we'll have links to what yeah. we've been talking about, websites and stuff that you can yeah. go to to seek help. But my encouragement to you is, A, follow Solomon's plan here, ask for wisdom, yeah. you know, seek wisdom. Yeah. But B, talk, exactly like you say, talk about it because yeah. I, I encourage you right now in no man is going to, if you go to any man who is being down the road a couple of steps ahead of you, none of them are going to turn around (laughs) and faint or be shocked or say, I can't believe they're going to go with you. And and, and I know that God has placed in your life people, men who can walk you through this. And women the same, if if you're listening and and women, you've got people in your life who can help That's right, because, I mean, we've talked a lot, I keep referencing men, but I've got to remember actually that the statistics are showing a growing proportion of women who are affected by this. And certainly indirectly affected, I know there are going to be women who are, you know, who, who have... Uh, who have been on the other end of this and are concerned about this. And again, some of these resources are really, really useful. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right, so as we as we wrap up this episode, Matt, in, in this first sort of topic as we go mm. through Proverbs and look at topics, you know, can we can we leave it on a positive note? Because there are positive notes in here about sexuality yeah. and about relationship. And that's something we sort of miss, we, we often miss, as the uh, you know, we we, we have a yeah. tendency to become a little bit Puritan sometimes, yeah. but he but Solomon talks very clearly about the joy and the wonder and the beauty of having you know your wife yeah fulfilling these needs. That's right. So um, I think this is important because sometimes uh, the Bible is mistakenly seen as being anti-sex and sexuality. But in fact, it's, it's very, very positive about sex and sexuality. Mm. Uh, I mean, very positive. So positive, in fact, that we have a whole book, a separate book of the Bible <laughs> yeah. that is a celebration of sex and sexuality, which is the, the Song of Solomon. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I know that there have been times in the past, interestingly, and this flourished in the Victorian era, uh, when sex and sexuality was really under the rug, uh, pushed under the rug, where that was interpreted purely in terms of, you know, Jesus speaking to his church. And mm-hmm. I think that's a I think that can be a wonderful way to read that that this love poem. But actually, I think we can we need to accept that this is a celebration of romantic love and sex. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole book of the Bible that that is a celebration of this. So this is a wonderful affirmation actually uh, of this part of life that is a big part of life. And uh, and God has given us uh, this uh, as something to celebrate, but we need to we need to do this God's way. You know, yeah. it's like uh, we, we have to stick within the parameters that God sets out. And the wonderful vision that we have already in Genesis one and two is that of a man and w- woman becoming one flesh. It's a yeah. beautiful vision, and together in that experience of one flesh. Uh, that together they reflect the image of God mm, and mm. that relational intimacy, uh, that very intimacy that is ex- expressed in sex and sexuality is, uh, is in itself a real, um, a real expression of the relational nature uh, of God. So I think the Bible leaves us with something positive. It leaves us on a, on a real joyful note when it comes to this issue. But the key thing is that in, like as in all parts of life, 
let's heed wisdom. Let's heed wisdom. Let's do everything wisely, which means doing things the way God made things to be done. goodness we only scratched the surface of everything that we we could have been talking about this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart as as matthew gets into sex and sexuality and proverbs into the modern problem with pornography and the fact that it isn't spoken openly about it as a struggle in the church this is this is something that i know that might be deeply affecting you as you listen and i really want to encourage you to do a couple of things a pray if you're feeling convicted or or struggling through this please seek god right now Next thing to do is talk to some people around you. Talk to that pastor. Find that person that that God is putting on your mind right now that you know you can talk to. Go do it. And then lastly, if you don't have any of those resources around you, please head over to thrivetoday.net.au. Have a look for the links in episode 37, and we'll have some resources and stuff for that. You can also contact us through that website if there's questions struggles, issues that you would like us to talk more about on this, please contact us. We would love to help you any way we can. All right. Well, we promise we won't be going back to that category anytime soon. We've got new topics to go through as we go through the book of Proverbs. Please stick with us. Uh, Hopefully this week is not the first time you've listened to the podcast because it's not usually like this. Until next week, this has been DJ Payne for the whole crew here at Thrive Deeper. We'll see you next week. for listening to Thrive Deeper. We value all our listening community. If you are on Facebook, search and like Thrive Today page to get all of our latest updates. Join the conversation online with nearly 400 other listeners at facebook.com slash groups slash Thrive Deeper. Our home on the internet is at thrivetoday.net.au. There you can subscribe to the Thrive Daily Reading Guide and contact us directly. That's at thrivetoday.net.au. Our music is provided by the talented Rod Gear. For more information, head to rodgearmusic.com. The podcast is recorded at the studios of Geelong Christian Media Incorporated, then edited and produced by djp.fm. Until next time, thrive. thrive.